0: Wow, another amazing worship experience. You know, I know you know this, but every once in a while it's a good reminder ourselves that when we really press into worship, when we really seek God, when our spirit and God's spirit collide in worship, you know what happens? Our worry melts away and our faith grows and our fear kind of melts away as well. And you know what God does? He replaces that worry and fear with his peace. The word says it's a peace that surpasses all understanding. And when the world is swirling around like it is in this storm we're in, we can stand with peace. And don't we all want that? And I pray that for you as well, that we experience God's peace. Well, I'm Pastor Rob, and it's great to be with you wherever you might be watching us today. Hey, we're in a series that we're calling How to Deal with a Bad Day. Perfect series for this time we're in, isn't it? You know, there's a you know there's an old saying that there's a come some certainties in life, and you know what they are: death and taxes, right, for sure. But you know what? I want to add one more to that for sure, and that is that we're gonna have a bad day occasionally. Some days are just better than others. In fact, some days turn into seasons, if you know what I mean. In fact, we're in a season right now. In fact, uh, but you're like me, we're going, It just couldn't get any worse than it is right now. And the next day, it does. You're thinking, dang, what's going on world? You know the other day as I was preparing for this message in fact And I really had this really strong prayer time with God And I'm really feeling like the Lord's really speaking to me about this message I, You know I'm ready, I, I grab my favorite seat, I grab my, my computer, I put it on my lap I'm ready to start writing, downloading what God put into my computer And I grab my Bible and I got my coffee and I reach over to grab my coffee And I bring it up and I want to change hands and all of a sudden I missed And it just hot scolding hot coffee just went right over me, and I just jumped up like, and my computer went flying, my Bible, my favorite coffee cup went across the room into a thousand pieces, and I'm thinking, God, what's going on today? This this is going to be one of those days. Fortunately, it wasn't, but you know what? I know that's minor. I mean, minor in the scheme of life compared to what some of you have been going through lately. Listen, I know there's a, there's a couple of folks in our church, dear, dear people in our church, Why we've been away and we, could, we haven't been able to gather in person, they've had a tragedy in their family. Some of our members have passed away, gone to be with the Lord. And as I've talked to those people, I can tell you that day was the worst day. And it kind of, over time, it's lessened, but the, the season they're in has just been so painful. And I know some of you, close friends of mine, have gone to the doctor this year. We started the year with this great promise in 2020 and they went to the doctor. It's one of those, you know, it's one of those appointments where you literally go in and sit down with the doctor and the doctor closes the door and says, hey, we need to talk. And what he says to those people is life-changing. It's life-altering. The report is terrible. And I know the feeling. I've talked to you. I know the feeling of hearing the panic in your voice that day. And for some of you, through this time of no no fault of your own, out of the blue, everything's going perfect. And all of a sudden, this pandemic hits and you lose your job. I mean, my precious daughter, Sarah, is one of those people who've lost their job. Some of you have lost your job and everything was going smooth. And all of a sudden, the emotional upheaval in your life, the panic that you feel, the insecurity that comes with losing your job is a very bad day. So that's what we're into right now. We're into a series that helps you, that speaks to those bad days that we're going through, that helps us. And it's really from the word. It's seven lessons, seven statements that Jesus used actually on the cross on the most painful day of his life. You'd have to say the worst day of his life. On the cross, he gave us seven statements to help us get through our bad days. And we're using as a fundamental as a theme uh, scripture in this series. It's from Hebrews, the 12th chapter. An amazing, amazing verse. One that I encourage you to go to regularly. I for sure do, because there's so much insight, so much amazement, and so much joy and comfort and encouragement comes from this one, one verse in the midst of a bad day. Here it is. In Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse two in the message version, it says this, When you're going through that bad day, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished the race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way, the cross, shame, whatever. Now he's there in a place of honor, right alongside God. You see what God is telling us in Hebrews the second chapter is when you hit that bad day or that season that you're in, you have to not try to take control of the situation and try to deal with it on your own. It says, no, 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 no. God says, no, no. I want you to fix your eyes on me. And what does that mean? That you really pour into his promise. The word says, in those days he'll never leave you or forsake you. And when I preach, I never want to Go past this one theme that I think is super important in the Bible. And God, not only a theme, but something that God really wants us to focus on. And that is the word said here that in, in uh, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, He knew where He never lost sight of where He was headed. You see, we're in the storms of life, they come, and all we can see is what's right in front of us. And God says, I don't want you just to see that. I want, don't really necessarily focus on that. I want you to see the big picture. I want you to see what I've prepared for you. This magnificent, this miraculous place called heaven. That is where we're headed. Never lose sight of that. The word says that when you really focus on heaven, it'll literally redefine your worst days. Never lose sight of heaven when we're going through the storms we're in right now. So here we are. We're at lesson five or statement number five of what Jesus said to us when he was on the cross. And here it is. And if you got your notes taken down, in your notes, write this down. This is important. When you're going through a bad day, here's what you need to do. You need to confess that you need help. And for some of us, right when I said that, we got to know, I know it. It's kind of for me too. It's not our strong suit to ask for help. It's not in us to ask for help. We, we got this. I don't need any help. I can do this. I don't need your help. I, you know, it's something in us that doesn't allow us to reach out in our time of greatest need to ask for help. And when I think of that moment in my life, and there's several that I can think of for sure, but one just gives me shivers every time I think about it. Let me tell you about it, because it's it's, it was a, a traumatic time of my life, if you will. You know, this is many years ago now, many years ago. But we had been living in Hawaii for about 10 years at the time, and my twin brother was going to get married. So my wife, Deb, and I went to the mainland to go to the wedding. And we were staying at my mom's house. And it, like, it, like I said, it's been a while since I had been in that particular time, uh, place uh, where the wedding was at. So my, my mom throws down a map and a piece of paper and a pencil. By the way, a map for the young guys out there, you actually had to look at a map. It wasn't on your phone. This amazing device. I've, now I I've view used as tapping the address, and it literally tells you how to get there. But back then, you actually had to get a map out. So my mom puts a map and a paper, and she literally says this, I need you, Robert, I want you to go next door. The neighbor, I've talked to the neighbor. He wants to help you. He'll gonna draw it on the map. He'll tell you exactly how to get there, so we're not going to be late. So I said, sure, sure. But I was getting ready, so I was going to take a shower and get ready. So I'm, I'm doing that. And why I'm doing all that, I'm thinking in my mind, well, how hard could this be? I can find this place. And in my mind, I'm kind of thinking it through and where I would go, and what the different freeways I'd go on. So... I know I should have, but I decided, you know what? I can make this on my own, so I charge it. We leave, we, we head out, we're headed out to that wedding. Like I said, it's about an hour from the house in, and I made it to the town, no problem. But once I got off that freeway, and I'm thinking, I know the name of the street the church is on, how hard could it be? It's gotta be off one of the main drags, it's not that big of a town. So I'm literally driving through the town, and my wife's there, and my mom's there, and no one knows the panic going through me, because I'm, I'm knowing I'm lost, and I'm trying to find this place. And now my ego and my pride's kind of in the way. So now I'm driving around. But let me tell you something about my mom too. Very important you know this. My mom was the most amazing mom. She never raised her voice. Even in the storms of life, she was always cool and calm, full of grace and mercy. And the other thing is, I, I, I need to tell you is she never used a bad word in her life. Never did I hear her use a bad word until that day. Because see, as I was driving around that town trying to find this church, she realized that I had been driving in circles and I had passed that same building three times and she lost it. And she just tore into me, Robert, Robert. How could you have not asked for help? What is wrong with you? You stop right now and get help. Of course, I did. My mom's using language I didn't even know she knew. So I pull over. We finally get to the church. We're 45 minutes late. I'm the best man, and my mom is frazzled. And here's the deal. All I had to do was ask for help. And I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm speaking to a lot of people where asking for help sometimes is hard for us to do. And God would say to us, no, 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 no when you're going through a hard day, I want you to confess that you need help and that you reach out. So if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why we don't ask for help and see if this resonates with you. And number one is when you're ha- facing a bad day where it's hard for us to confess that we need help is because we're afraid to look bad. We're afraid to to show any chinks in our armor. We got this together. We're, we, we're that persona of I got it all together. I don't need any help. We might even go, grow up in a house where it was, just, don't so, show any fault. You take care of that. You don't need anybody's help. Be self-reliant. And so we, we, it's not in our nature to ask for help. The fact is, some of our personalities, actually, it's in our personality. It's a driver in our personalities that we just don't want to look bad. In fact, we'll about do anything short of sin and maybe even sin so that we don't look bad. So it's just, you know, it's hard for us to ask for help. I mean, there's volumes of books written on self-help books so that we can do things on our own. Are you hearing me? But let me just say that in the midst of the worst days of our life, we have to let our pride go because pride overrides our being rational. It makes us do things that we we wouldn't nor- normally do. Our ego gets in the way of us asking for help. I, can I tell you another story from the Confessions of Rob? Not too long ago, a couple of years back, I was going to change uh, a pane window. I have a big pane glass window that faces out my backyard, uh, a view of my backyard, and it had been cracked for several years. So I decided, okay, it's time to fix it. It's, it's big money, but I'll do it. So I called down. I got the glass ordered from Pearl City uh, Glass, and so I got it ordered. And you know, it's a pretty thick piece of glass. And I said, hey, how, how much is going to cost for me to get you to deliver that? And he goes. I'll do it for 125 bucks, something. Hmm. I know a friend who's got something. So I said, I'll call you back. So I call my friend who does granite countertops. And he had this big piece of wood that you slide in the back of your pickup truck and it carries that around. So I'm thinking, hey, I'll use that. Can I use that? So I went over to his house. He gave me all the blankets, all the straps, everything. So I go down to Pearl City Glass to pick up the glass that that morning. I get down there and I pay my money and he looks out and he goes, are you going to put it on that? I said, yeah, he goes, that's not going to work. And of course, I, I didn't say, oh, c- can, you, can you help me? No, no, I, I wished I had, but I said, hey, no, no, I got it. I can got it. I know what I'm doing. You know what I just did? I told a professional who works with glass every day that I didn't need his help. What was I thinking? So anyhow, I, they loaded me up. They said, "You gotta let, you got to put it together because I'm not going to tie this down. I'm not going to be responsible for that piece of glass. So I I put all the blankets around it, and I strap it down. I'm thinking, hmm, it's a little scary, but I think I've got it. I start out of the driveway. go down not 100 yards. I hadn't even been past the Pearl Ridge Mall yet as I go down Kamehameha Highway in Pearl City back to Kailua. And I hit a little bump, and I kind of look in my rearview mirror to look at the glass. I think, oh, I better pull over. And I get pulled over, and sure enough, there's a crack right down that glass. Right there. I hadn't been out of that shop in three or four minutes and now I've got a crack in the glass. And of course now, I mean, talk about, so my day was really good and it went from good to disastrous. Because why? I wasn't willing to ask for help. So now I've got to really humble myself and put my pride aside and you it and go back. So now literally I, five minutes, I left that place five minutes ago. Here I am going back in with a cracked piece of glass. And he's just shaking his head. Dude, why didn't you guess for help, man? What was going on? I know, I know that's crazy, but sometimes our pride and our ego overrides our rational thinking. I are you hearing me? Let me tell you about, let me read two scriptures in the Bible that really speaks to us who will allow our pride and our ego get in the way with us. Let me let me read them. They're they're amazing. Scriptures. The first one's found in in Proverbs 16, 18. It says this. Listen up if you're kind of like me. It says this first pride, then the crash. Whew, sounds like my experience. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. Here's one in Proverbs 12, 15. Fools are headstrong and do what they like. Wise people, they take advice. Wise people, Ask for help. Oh, that was a big day, a big learning lesson for me that day. So don't let your pride, don't let worrying about feeling, uh, let yourself feeling uh, bad or looking bad affect you making a decision about asking for help. So if you're taking notes, the second thing is that you, that we're afraid to ask for help is because we're afraid of hurt and rejection. And this is a big one. Now, listen, I acknowledge that some of you have reached out in your past and really needed somebody to come in and help you. And, you. and you sought loved ones, friends, coworkers. You really sought their help in your greatest time of need and they literally blew you off. They rejected you. They said, no, no, it's your problem. You deal with it. I don't got time for that. And that, like, I, mean, I can imagine the hurt and the pain that goes with that. And now it's, it's really hard to ask for help because it triggers that pain. So it, it causes you not to want to ask for help. But can I just say this, hear me on this, if that resonates with you. God would not want you to be there. He wants you to trust again. He's gonna put people in your life that you can trust along the way. So when you're going through a hard day, he doesn't want you to go it alone. He wants you to reach out and ask for help. So don't let that past hurt hold you back. But can I just speak to some of us? Some of us, we assume the worst before we ever ask. We just assume, we need help, there's something, we have a serious thing going on in our life and we really need help to get through it. But we're literally assuming the worst. So we don't ask. We just assume they're going to reject us or hurt us. So we don't even go there. And then what happens is we get in this pity party and we start thinking negative. No one's willing to help me. got it. Why isn't anybody going to help me? And we bring ourselves down crazily until we just literally drive ourselves crazy insane and all we need to do is actually not even think that we're going to be actually hurt but actually be willing to step out of our comfort zone and ask for help are you hearing me Re- let me read this scripture in psalms this is an amazing scripture it says this when i keep it all inside my bones turn to power my words become day-long groans the pressure never lets up all the juices of my life drain out Then I just, I have this moment, a good moment. He goes, and then he says this. Then I let it all out. I say, I need to make a clean breast of my failures to God. Suddenly the pressure is gone. Here's what it says. Don't let it, don't keep it all in. Don't let it run around in your mind that no one's willing to help you. You have to be able to reach out. And the minute you have the courage to get out of your comfort zone, allow someone in. At that same statement right there, you're gonna feel on top of the world. You're gonna feel a clean breast of things that comes that your, your life is gonna open up to new willingness to allow people in to help you in your time of need. Can I just speak to, to the married couples out there today? In marriage, there can be no safer place on the planet than inside a marriage. Now listen, I know and, I, and I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes we blow it along the way. Our spouse might have come to us and, and we, they needed our help and we we're, were a little impatient in the way we approached it. We were a little resent you know we got a little resentful or we said something that shouldn't have been said and we we hurt people. But can I just say it's time you know to really take a change the leaf in your marriage because if you want an amazing marriage, if you not just a good marriage, not just a great marriage, but an amazing marriage, an amazing love affair, your marriage has to be a very safe place where you literally, are just waiting to be able to help your spouse when they need you the most. You're looking for ways to jump in. They, they know that there's safety when they can come to you and really speak to you about their need and then they know you're coming in to help them. And aren't we glad that we can do that? Aren't we glad that God had put somebody in our life that literally knows us like nobody else? The word says actually, in Genesis, the second chapter, an amazing verse on marriage, really the the foundational verses on marriage. It says that it goes, it says this, that the couple were both naked and felt no shame. And of course that talks about the physical part of your marriage, but it talks about something much more that in marriage, we have to be willing to be completely honest with one another, completely open, completely safe to be able to be able to, you're good, bad and ugly. They They know you they know you, and they can be able to speak in and help you when you need it. Are you hearing me? And thirdly, why don't we ask for help when we're having a bad day? Why don't we confess that we need help? Is because thirdly, it's this. We're afraid that we would be a burden. We instantly default to this one line in our minds. And, they, and I believe the enemy plants it there as well. Uh, no, no, I, I'll be, if, if, I can't be a burden to those people. I, those people have their own issues. They don't have the time for this. They're, it just, no, I can't do it. I don't want to be a burden. So therefore, we, we don't ask. And that too brings on this whole emotion inside of us. We walk around thinking, well, there's nobody out there that can possibly help us. And then we can go inside, like I just read about our pain and rejection. We go inside of us and we start thinking poorly about other people because no one out there is going to help when the fact of the matter is we didn't actually help. Help ask them. The word says in Galatians, an amazing, amazing verse. It says this in Galatians 2, 6 2, It says this, that we're to bear one another's burdens. In fact, I want you to know, 59 times in the Bible, it talks about how we're to treat one another, how to care for one another, how we're to love one another. Those 59 one another's in the Bible are all speak to how we can come alongside others in their greatest time of need and love them and help them through those issues. So amazing, amazing verses about how we, why we don't ask for help. But let me talk about how we can ask for help. How do we get out of our normal routines and be willing to just ask for help? And here's the key. You must be transparent. You must be willing to not worry about looking bad, must be willing to get out of your way and say, you know what? Uh, we all have to acknowledge to us to yourself that we're all imperfect beings, all trying to get through life, and we all need help along the way. So first, write this down if you're taking notes: is that we must confess to God that we need help. Much like Pastor Carl preached last week, we have to be willing to ask, "Be Lord, I need you. I, why is this happening?" But not only that is, Lord, I need you right now to come in to to this situation, help me. Can I just tell you, in my life, there isn't a time, I don't go into a meeting, I don't go into a phone call, I don't go anywhere, into, and when I'm walking into a situation, I always do this. Lord, I need your help right now. It's a quick prayer. Lord, I need your wisdom right now. It's, it's, it's just a part of me. I, even when I, you know, sometimes I'm having a difficult conversation with somebody, even my wife, I'm going to say, Lord, I need your help right now. Allow me to do it with grace and mercy and wisdom. So listen, when you're having a bad day, you have to run to God. It can't be your last resort. It has to be the first thing you do. Lord, I need your help today. Look what David says. Look what, this is David in Psalm 86. It's an amazing verse. It says this, Lord. Bend down to listen to me. In other words, come to me, Lord. Come down to my level and listen to my prayer. I am in deep trouble. I'm broken and humbled. I desperately need your help. Guard my life, for I am your faithful friend, your loyal servant for life. I turn to you in faith, my God, my hero. Come and rescue me. Lord God, hear my constant cries for help. Show me your favor and bring me the fountain of your grace. Isn't that an amazing verse? And here's the most amazing thing about God. Every time you ask for help, he's coming running. He's running to your side. He not only wants to help you, he wants sometimes, he's gonna hold your hand right through it. Sometimes he's gonna carry you through it to wherever you need to be to get through that day or that season. Are you hearing me? And secondly, first you gotta ask God, but importantly Secondly, and, and I think importantly too, is that you need to have a crew. There has to be people in your life that know you, not just know of you or know about you or know just the parts that you want to tell them. No, there's got to be a few people in your life that you literally, are, that are literally your crew, that they know the good, the bad, and the ugly, that you have confessed to them your highlights and your lowlights, so they literally know you like know you, you know, and one of those, of course, if you're married, must be your spouse for sure. But you need people in your life that you, that when you hit that day or that season, that they could go, you could go to them and they know that you're, they're, there they're your crew and that they'll be there for you. And here's your homework for this week. You might, you might say, if I ask you, who is your crew? And which what I did to, in my connect group this week? Who's your crew? And you, go, oh, I th- you know, I could call this person, and if I if I really was in need, I could call that person. No, 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 no. This week, this is what I want you to do. This week, I want you to identify a few people in your life that could be your crew, and then I, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to reach out to them. I want you to reach out to them and let them know, hey, I just want you to know you're on my crew, and and define what that means. That means that you. You need to be, you know, you, I want you to show up when I need you. And I, and listen, here's, here's what I want you to tell them too. Tell them, hey, when you need help, I'm showing up. But we all need those people in our lives. I call it the crew. I have a crew for sure. God has blessed me with some amazing people in my life who I've known for many years. And they absolutely know me. They know me. So when I talk to them, hey, I need your help. I know they're coming. They, they can trust me. I know I can trust them. They know they're coming and also they can trust me because I know they're showing up. But we all need those people. God had those people. Jesus had those people. He had Peter, James, and John. Those were his crew. He had his disciples too and they were his crew, but he had he had the crew. That was Peter, James, and John. And any time, and, and some of the most important times actually, in his life, Peter, James, and John was right along Jesus' side. In fact, one of the most important times is just before he was crucified, and he needed to go and pray. He brought that crew with him to make sure. And it doesn't say about the conversation that happened as they were walking to the garden, but I promise you, it was a close, intimate conversation about their need, that Jesus' need, and what he expected from them. You need their crew. I, and, I, and I'm going to pray that you reach out this week and find your crew. Make sure you have them, and make sure that they know what you're asking them. And lastly, Oh, the next one, I'm sorry. Next one is this. You got to be real and you got to be willing to ask for help. This is a big one. You got to be willing to ask. There's going to be times in your life that you need to throw down the card and say, friend, spouse, employer, whoever. You need to throw that card down and say, with boldness and without fear, without pride, and say, no, I need your help today. I love this story in the Bible, it's really, it's called the first miracle that Jesus did. It's called the, when he, when Jesus turned the water into wine at the wedding celebration. Now, this was a rager of a wedding. And I'll tell you why. Because here's this wedding. Jesus, his mother, some of his disciples were there at the wedding. And about halfway through the wedding, they literally ran out of wine. And you know that Bart and Gruen had planned this wedding. It was all perfect although all the moms and dads were involved they never planned on running out of wine but it was a rager they had a great time and they ran out of wine halfway through it. and Jesus's mom went up to Jesus and said, hey we got a problem and I knew I don't know how that conversation went but here's what Jesus said this isn't our problem. why are we getting involved? It's not my time and here's what here's what Mary did Jesus's mom she threw down the mom card. We need to do this, and we need to do it right now. He looks; She looks at the servant and says, hey, whatever he says, I need you to do it. And you know, when, when Jesus' mom threw down the mom card, you know he did it. There's going to be times in your life you're going to need to throw down the card and say, I need you to help me through this. Because, listen, when we're going through a bad day or a bad season and we're trying to do it on our own, all we're going to do is exasperate it. We can make a bad day a thousand times worse if we're not willing to reach out for help. Are you hearing me? And lastly, this is a big one, I think, is you got to be willing to embrace someone blessing you. And this is a very difficult one for many people. Many people have a problem with this. We're willing to give, 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 but it's very hard for us to receive a blessing. It's very hard for us to experience that blessing. In fact, we would rather not sometimes ask for help because we just don't want all the emotion that goes with that. That's crazy town. Are you hearing me? We have to be willing to receive a blessing. Just recently, of course, because of this pandemic, our Anchor Dream Center has fed hundreds and hundreds of people. And the stories are amazing, and it's every day, every time we do it, it's just full of tears. You know why it's full of tears? Because people who never dreamed they would ever need this type of help have come to a place through this time where they had to reach out, and they did. At first, they didn't even understand how to receive the blessing. They were shy and maybe feeling shame. But when they came and let their guard down, and said, "I need help," we are able to just race into their life and help them. And there's always tears, always. And they tell us that all the time. They're so thankful for the blessing. Listen, most of us want to be a blessing to you. We just, we want to. We can't wait to be a blessing to you. You have to allow people to be a blessing. Just recently, a friend of mine called and said, hey, they went and delivered something to a, a lady, uh, one of the time setters here, and they took something over to their house, and he literally almost fell through the stairs. It was so, such in disrepair. So I said, Rob, can you come over and see if we can help this lady? We really need to do something. She needs our help. And I go over there, I look at it, and I said, oh, yeah, we can get the guys. The men, we can take care of this, no problem. And I said, how long has it been like this? And she goes, oh, about 10 years. And I go, you do so much for so many people. Why can't you do that? I just couldn't ask. I just couldn't re- get up the courage to ask. I didn't, and then so I said, Jen, we want to be a blessing to you. We want to be that blessing in your life. And she literally started crying, just tears of, just crying, because she never allowed herself to ask. Again, she assumed nobody wanted to help her. She would be a burden to others. And when she realized that it was so easy to ask for help, and, and, and what a blessing. We are such a blessing to her, and she was so blessed, so Listen, we all go through bad days and sometimes we go through bad seasons, but we can't do it alone. We have to confess that we need help and reach out and get the help we need to get through that day. And God's put people in your life. Remember, God's put amazing gifts in your life to help you through those days. So my word of encouragement this week is when you're going through a bad day and a bad season, confess you need help. Pray with me, would you? Lord, it's just not our strong suit to be willing to ask for help. There's something in us that we would we kind of built in our hard drive that we can do it alone. And some of us in reaching out, we think, no, why would I ask? Because nobody could do it better than me. But Lord, we know, we know you want us to reach out. And we know we know that you want other people to help us through those times. You put them there. They're gifts to us, Lord. And allow us to recognize that and to seek those people out, to allow us to go through. That situation with the help we need that you're willing to give, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We say that in Jesus' name. And also, I want to pray for anybody out there. It's not for everybody, but a few people who have never confessed that they actually needed it, God. You've done your thing, your way, your whole life, and now you've come to a place where, you know what? This is not making sense. And if God's real, I want him. Can I just tell you, looking right into that camera right now, God is real. God has a plan for your life and he wants to come alongside you and go through life with you. He's real. But you have to allow him in. You have to confess. The word says that you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he raised his son from the dead and you will be saved. So I would, if that's you, if you come to a place in your life that you just, I've tried it my way and I need God, I want to pray with you right now. So pray with me, hitchhike off my words. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would come into these folks' hearts right now. Lord, forgive them their sins. Lord, reveal yourself to him to them in amazing ways that you'd be, they would see you in everything they do, Lord. That they would grow in their love for you. That you, Lord, would show up whenever they needed your help. Lord, make yourself real to them in Jesus' name. We all said, Amen. If you just prayed with me, I would love for you to connect with us. Now, all you have to do here, there's, it's going to be on the screen. Right now, right now, I want you to t- text Anchor to 808-824-5107. I want you to reach out to me right now and let me know that you prayed with me. Because we want to help you in your next step along your journey with God. This is gonna this is a this is a day like no other. This is this is an important day in your life. And let us rejoice with you and let us help you. Grow in your love for him. And we'd love to send you a Bible. So listen, make sure you text us. Reach out to me today and I'll reach back for sure. Okay, so just an amazing, amazing word today about making sure that you confess that you need help. Have a great week.